This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location with my new good friend, Matt Escape Fitness via Santa Barbara together. And now we are co-hosting a Halo Talks through a hostile takeover by Escape's podcast. <laughs> Matthew, welcome to co-host my show. Pete, thank you very much for inviting me in this kind of uh, beautiful entryway. It's not quite as beautiful as the place in Santa Barbara that we did it, is it? Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> ask me if that was like a backdrop. And I said, no, man, that was real. And we had cushions over the uh, speaker. the speaker system. So you guys were uh, you guys were very crafty. Um, yeah, maybe we could put some uh, like some uh, butterflies in the background or something. Yeah, something, I think we need that. Nice. some palm trees or something. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about the background because we're just on audio. You know, they said, uh, you know, radio killed the, the but a video killed the radio store. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining in the podcast without asking. So, Matt, you and I had a really good conversation. I really appreciate you guys bringing us on, and I think we gave people a pretty good crash course in, you know, what was uh, what was happening and what's going on on the financial side and how people look at it. You know, you spend a lot of your time talking to hundreds of health club operators and entrepreneurs, you know, so maybe just start for the five people that don't know who you are, you know, give your background, and let's talk about some of the things you've seen that are being successful, and that obviously makes you successful because you're partnered up with those relationships. Right, so yeah, I'm a co-founder of Escape Fitness. We're a functional training equipment company. So essentially design some of the most beautiful gyms around the world. We provide them with uh, support on, on actual design itself, equipment, education, and also a lot of advice uh, and helping people to understand, I guess, you know, navigate the business side of, of things really, because um, you know, you can stick a bunch of equipment in a room, but I, I, you know, how do you make money from that? How do you get results? And that's really what we we like to do as a as an organization. So when you started in the industry, you know the original way to sell equipment was to come to a trade show, <laughs> sell them a piece of hardware, drop ship it to a location when it opened. And now, you know, being a value added supplier and actually giving someone advice is kind of like the new normal. You know, so how, you're kind of like on the on the front end of that. Did you did that happen deliberately or is it like people started to rely on you and you need to come up with like, hey, I'm actually going to tell you, I'm going to solve some business problems for you at the same time? I think as, a, as an organization, I, we, to answer that question, no, we, we've, we didn't do it from a reactive perspective. I, I was always an, an avid learner all the way through starting the company. I, I, was, I was terrible at school, didn't really like school and, and learn a lot. But when I left, I realized I do actually enjoy learning. So I'd, I'd done a lot of conferences and coaching and, and, and that kind of thing. And so as a business, I always felt like, you know, how can we continue to move forward and move our company forward, innovate and, and help the people that we're working with? So yeah, we started out at, at trade shows. And to give you an example, when we did our first trade show, I didn't have any money as such. I think we had a couple jo of- Join the trade show club. <laughs> 
Yeah. The, and, the inaugural uh, trade show it, that I did, too. So, so we had a, a kind of booth, and I think it was probably like six feet by two feet. It was very small, and, and there was all these big... It was one of those kind of like shell schemes, and I thought, okay, I need to stand out. So I had a friend of mine who used to do the, the, the clothes for a group called The Prodigy. She was uh, there in a place called Essex in England, and she made these wacky costumes. And I said, why don't you make me one of those funky costumes and then make me like a kind of a, a really cool sign to go on the back of it. So I, had, I, so I had this freaky outfit and this weird sign and, and people just came by because it was really weird. <laughs> and, and then it became a little bit of a habit where at the trade shows, I, I, we, all of our team wore 70s costumes one year and we, we, we run 70s parties and all that sort of stuff. And the reason I'm telling you that is, is I suppose... You know, I think you always have to try and do things differently, not just for the sake of it, but to kind of stand out. And sure. the easy thing for companies to do is just blow loads of money and um, and, and think that's a way to solve problems. And chatting to a, a guy in there who's, a, who's an investor, I think if you start your business doing it organically with your own money, you have to learn how to manage not a lot. You have to be creative and innovative. Whereas I suppose if you can... Although I think I'd like a chunk of money to be able to take your business to another level, if you had that too soon, sometimes you don't really know what to do with it. And I, I think it's, a, you know, it's probably not necessarily as helpful as what it could be. Yeah, I mean, I used to start out in uh, investment banking and they give you an Excel spreadsheet you know, to work on. And there's a person that's you know, 10 years older than you that's over the shoulder and says, OK, um, Grow revenue by 30%, so you plug it in. You know, cut costs by 10%, you plug it in. And then I actually started running a company. I'm like, man, that is, this is a lot harder than actually doing it in Excel. You know, like, so growing a business and actually under appreciating, like, how to actually build the business. And then it goes in the model instead of saying, oh, I got this model, right? And some private equity firm is going to look at it and throw money at it. There's something to be said about building a business and, you know, from the ground up. Yeah. So. You know, from your standpoint, did you did you try to reach all different geographies? Did you say, hey, I'm committing to this area. I'm going to go get some quick wins or, or relationships that kind of build on other relationships? Yeah, we started we started in, in the UK and we we were fortunate to work with a few large companies quite early on. And that that kind of helped sort of grow our company relatively quickly. And then. We also then the whole business crashed when we so we we did very well off the expansion of the big big boxes and they mm -hmm. were opening like Fitness First was one of the big brands we started to work with. I think they did they used to do like one month ten or twelve clubs in a month. So our, our problem at the time was just getting the equipment in to supply them. Sure. Then suddenly their business changed. Um, they were no longer expanding. They they had all these clubs and they probably some of them were doing well, some of them weren't. And we just I just thought this was going to go on forever. Sure. And then the tap turned off and suddenly it was like damn you know what are we going to do here so that was a great lesson we you know prevented from going bankrupt i guess the first, yep. first time and we had to sort of think okay let's diversify the business a little bit more and um and so we found different types of customers we eventually um moved into poland because we were manufacturing there and we thought okay that's a great idea let's try and ex an international company to expand into an international country to expand into which is probably the worst country you can go into Poland from a British company because just the legal system and the language and everything it's not built for entrepreneurial businesses you know it was an ex-communist country um, so everything is meant to be very difficult and and not not 
the opposite of America. Yeah, I mean, we take is, it for granted here how easy it is to like go on legal zoom, get an LLC, go get a copyright, and like you're off to the races, and no one gives you any problems. No. Yeah. So we went there, and that was a great lesson. Then we went to, to Germany, which which also was a was an interesting market to go into and, mm-hmm. and expand, and and then. I think 10 years ago, we, we came to America, um, which if I'd have done it again, like English speaking, marketing, promotion, like everything is so much easier when you're doing it in the same language you're in. Whereas when we went to Poland and Germany, you know, just through inexperience really, but you've got to translate it differently. You've, it's, yeah. it's just so many complications yeah. that you, you, you take and for also, granted. When you did that, and, and you and I have gotten to know each other in a very short period of time, but I feel like I know how you how you work and how you operate. I feel like every piece of equipment goes out the door, kind of has your name on it, like that you kind of weigh your reputation on a piece of equipment. So, you know, going in and kind of stretching yourself into other markets, you know, looking back, obviously you say now I'd rather go into English-speaking countries and, and do that. When you think about right now where your business is today and, and the size of it, you know, how much do you still have like that personal signature on it and how much can you let that, how, what, at what point do you say, hey, look, I got a business now and it's not just me? Yeah, I think it's difficult um, because you're right, it is my name on it. I, I, maybe if I sold the whole thing to someone else, I could I could sort of not worry about it. But the, the thing is that like today, I, I came to the trade show, I, I have a podcast and a business, so people kind of know who I am. Um, they... Um, and I'm not saying that because that's a great thing. No, but they do. I'll validate it for you. you they, people you, know who you are. You, you, if, if, you're, if you're an idiot, people know who you are. If you do stupid things, it's, you know, you, you're kind of building a rod for your own back. So, so for me, like whether, and stuff goes wrong, as you know, in business. You know, you make mistakes, you have issues with products. That's just life. Things yeah. don't arrive on time. But for me, it's always the case of, look, if anything goes wrong, what I will do is I'm, I'm going to I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure right. it out, even if that means that that customer may never buy from me again. I'm going to put you right. So even if you don't buy from me, you can't you can't say anything bad. It's like okay, he right. sorted it out. Sure. I don't want to go to them again, but I've, I've fixed it. And I, and I suppose you know, in, in some ways in business, if if you have that attitude, whether it's about your products or your way you run things, then I I don't think you can go wrong. And that's, you know, that's whether you work for a company or whatever, you, you've, got, you've got to develop your personal reputation. Everybody's got a personal brand, whether yep. they're an employee or not. And I think, you, you, you know, that's probably the most valuable thing that you can invest in is, is your per, what, what, you, what you say and what you stand for. And, and that goes, if, even if I make a dumbbell, you know, it's, if someone else makes it for me, I make it myself, I'm responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want to bump into someone and say, oh yeah, I bought your stuff and, and it's a bunch of junk. Yeah. There's some businesses now where um, regardless of size, like you'll go on their website and they have like a contact us and it has like a, you know, a survey capture tool with no phone number. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't think that I, I could ever operate under that way. Like I want to be reachable. I want to be accessible. And I feel like you kind of operate the same way as I want to help. The first thing I want to do is I want to help you. And if I help you, something good will happen in return. So how do you kind of think about now operating in the U.S. And, and some of these other markets? Are you kind of hanging with a lot of the multi-unit operators that are building out? Are you looking at new locations that have a lot of design elements that you can kind of be the value add, you know, from, from the inception to, to, to the equipment side? 
Yeah, I, I think different, the different markets we operate in are slightly different. I think the America's market, American markets are quite sophisticated where there's clearly defined channels and needs to those channels. When, when we were in the UK, it was predominantly the, the, the fitness clubs, the fitness chains. That's what we did and that's what the solutions that we developed our product surrounds. Now we've come here, I think it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Post-COVID, I think, you know, in terms of some of the channels that are that are booming and some of the ones that are not, um, you know, we're doing very well in a lot of the apartment complexes. That's a, a very interesting market. People are building houses and, and um, apartment buildings and they all have gyms in. Mm -hmm. I was in New York last week and some of the gyms in these apartments are better than, um, you know, some of the big box clubs. Right. So our ideal customer is someone that wants the help on separating themselves from everyone else, wants to create an experience. So for us, that experience comes down to the design and, and, and the, the flow and the energy and the lighting and the, and the equipment and the programming within those areas. So, so that's really where we come into our own and um, as opposed to just supplying you know, some dumbbells. I think, I think anyone can do that and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But mm -hmm. I, I think um, in, in that type of business, in any industry, you just become a commodity. And, and so the more value you can provide, the more you're likely to be the obvious choice, which is why, like you, you know, why do we do a podcast? It's a, it's a significant investment of time and money. Um, we don't do any advertising on it, but what, what we do do is we like to hopefully help people and educate people. Um, particularly over the last two years with COVID, there was no trade shows. And it's like, well, what, what kind of marketing do you do? Do you keep sure. pushing out come and buy this product or do you say look let us help you and then if you ever want something you know pick up the phone and give me a call yeah no i think i think your your podcast is is the best out there um i love that you guys go straight to videos um <laughs> i think it's very engaging you obviously do a lot of research up front and everybody knows who you are because of it um so so i think it's great you know when when you take a look at where we are right now um obviously you got a lot of clubs that are you know, still in recovery mode. They might have some PPP money that's kind of still, you know, settled in, you know, an account that's like, I don't want to touch this and I just got to get through. And some of these blue states, you know, they're still at 65% um, of revenue or, or members and it's just not coming back. You know, we thought September was going to be like, okay, here we go on this like diagonal, mm. you know, straight diagonal line back to pre-COVID and it's not happening. So what are some of the things that you've been able to come up with to say, Hey, here's like three things that you could do either that we can help you with or that you should do to get to the other side. Good question. I, I, a lot of that I've been sort of figuring out as we're here, you know, I, I suppose it's our business, a lot of, uh, or in our industry, you know, everyone says, Oh, you guys must be doing really, really well because, um, you know, everyone's buying fitness equipment for the home. And, and we did pretty well with that, but we're, we're a commercial fitness equipment provider. So a lot of what mm -hmm. we do is for big gyms. It's not for home garages. Sure. So we, we kind of thought, well, do we, do we go into that market or not? Um, and I, I think, you know, we're still staying core to what, what our business is about. We, we'll probably evolve that slightly, but we'll stay 
um, true to, to what I, you know what our core business is. And I think that's part of the challenge that a lot of companies have been through is is you, you can be too quick to react, and you can suddenly you know every the first thing that everybody said is oh you know we've got to get into digital, we've got to develop an app, we've got to do that, and 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 that's a whole different skill set. You know, just sure. just cre- as you, we talked about podcasts and video, just doing a video podcast is is very different than just doing an audio one in terms of the skills of the people and how you put it together and that sort of stuff. So and you have a better backdrop than I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the point I was trying to make is I, I think when to, to your question is like when you, what what do you advise people to do? It's like well look, you, you know what is that core, and how can you sort of focus on that and 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 expand it yeah definitely look at digital but don't lose sight of of your core business and 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 can you do it better can you do it more efficiently more effectively can you save more costs just simple business practices Um, now with some of the stuff that we do it's compared to other solutions it's relatively inexpensive so you can make um, you can make quite a a big impact using creativity and some great programming and some great equipment where the, the people who are coming into the facility think that you've spent a lot of money and you've done a lot when in, in mm-hmm. most cases you probably haven't done. So it's, so it's trying to say, you know, what can you do without spending too much money? Maybe talking to people like us where we can sort of help you think a little bit outside the box maybe. Maybe there's some areas that we've seen in other parts of the world that people have done that maybe you've not thought of. Mm-hmm. Not because you can't think of it, but because you're just stuck in in the woods, you know, can't see the woods for the trees. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, that's the other thing. And I, I think um, I, I think the final thing is, uh, and this is probably the most important thing that I can say, is, um, you know, we're, we're all individuals on our own through this journey in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. So, you know, whether you're a business owner or running a company like we're dealing with this pandemic in our own heads as well and so it's it's a very tough time Uh, your people's families are having issues employees are having issues you've got financial problems there's a lot going on and and i think one of the most important things that you can do to be useful for the people that you're around is to be quite mentally strong because if if you're not mentally and physically strong then whatever challenge is in front of you is going to seem a lot worse if you're tired and broken down and 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 not optimal, you're not in optimal health. So, one of the, what we try, what I try and do in, the, in things like the podcast and uh, you know even people in our business is say, look, you know what, what what's the most important thing you can be doing at the moment? The most important thing is looking after yourself, mental health. You, you know, go. focus yep. on that. Your physical health, your sleep, rest, and recovery, and then. Everything else is, you're going to figure it out. You, you're, you're in the best place to deal with your people when they come in and suddenly your top training team have left for a competitor or suddenly you realise you thought you had some money to pay for your bills and you've not got to do it. And all that shit that comes up. Right, you can at least look in the mirror and say like, hey, I'm healthy, I feel good, I look good and, I, and I'm, I'm ready for whatever. But you've got to put that first yeah, because if you, you look at most, even you. in the industry, most people have, have, you know, people have put on weight through COVID. You know, they've probably not looked at themselves. They've probably not had the exercise. They've been sat in front of doing Zoom meetings and, yeah. you know, they're not as good as what they were at the beginning. So really it's, you know, and that's the industry in you know go, go back and try and go to other industries out. it's a lot worse uh, yeah <laughs> just invest in yourself get get start sign that workout program stop eating that shit mm-hmm. um you know make sure you're getting some proper rest and then you know that's probably the best advice 
I can give. <laughs> so let, let's pivot for, you know, we've got a couple minutes left here. Let, let's talk about you as, as a business entrepreneur. Most of the groups on here are, you know, independent operators. You know, they're, they're looking at their own income statements. They're not, you know, reporting to a private equity or venture capital firm or venture capital firm that says, hey, you can lose $100 million this year and, like, don't worry about it type of thing. So, you know, in the, in the real world that mm-hmm. you and I live in, you know, you've got a you've got a strong business. You got a good podcast. You got a lot of friends. You got a family. You know, how do you think about after going through this pandemic? Like, what do, what do I need to do next? Or like, what do I want to do? Like, I'm helping a lot of people. I'm educating a lot of people through the podcast. You know, do I need thirty percent revenue growth? Do I need fifty percent revenue growth? Do I need to go and find a private equity group? Do, like, what do I need to do? Have you kind of recalibrated? Because I have. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what success looks like to me is different now than it was two years ago. Right, yeah, I would agree with that. Well, there's a couple of things. One is, as a company, we spent probably the last six six to nine months re, reorganizing our three-year plan mm-hmm. um, and, and asking those you know, serious questions. It, is, uh, is, a lot, is all of this stuff we're doing really necessary? What are the things that are going to move the needle, right. um, both for the business? Because we're a family business, so part of it is has been... It, it, provides a lifestyle for you but also where's the opportunity in the market and I think one of the things is really clear that people need what us as an industry are doing more than ever one of the biggest reasons for people's death during COVID is is because they're overweight and obese that, yeah, that, that was the two things I mean, thing it's unbelievable that people don't talk about it more they yeah. took that part down on the CDC side of like underlying conditions yeah I don't know why they don't talk about it I'm like they it. should put it's, it in bold flashing yeah it's, 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 it's crazy so, so you know as an industry we can do so much to help save people's lives you know if you look at the extremes the government have gone to to protect us by closing down and destroying people's lives and families you know why don't they also say but but we're going to help you incentivize you just to go and start walking go and take some exercise stop right. eating shit yeah. um so I'll give I'm you $1,000 if you take a vaccine. I'll give you $100 if you walk back and forth to get it. Yes, <laughs> things like that. So, so I think that there's a lot of potential in this space. So that's great for anyone that's in it. Like, you know, although it's tough, the good thing is that people need us more than ever and hopefully more people realize health's important. So, so that's the first part. The second thing is that I, I believe for people in manufacturers in the industry, at least for the next 12 months and longer, it's going to be pretty tough. The, yep. the logistics issues where the supply chain's messed up. Mm-hmm. And that puts a lot of press, pressure on businesses like ourselves from a cash flow sure. perspective. There's, there's a ton of great ideas that we can be investing in, but it's, you've got to balance that with maintaining a level of cash flow to continue sure. to go forward. Sure. So we're obviously thinking, well, how can we take advantage of some of these great, exciting opportunities? potentially looking for people that are interested in in investing um, on some level so that we can I suppose be in a much better place when this finishes so that's that's definitely something we're looking at sure. but also like you said um, I think having I don't know, it sounds really corny like balance but just realizing that I used to travel to Europe like every four to six weeks mm-hmm. go back we've got a business over there um, I spent a lot of time away from my two young children. Mm-hmm. And through the pandemic, I've, I've really watched them grow up. They're nine and 10. I spent more time with my wife. I've realized I've just, like, how lucky I am to have someone like that. Yep. Uh, and, I've, and I've realized that, you know, I've, I've, I've got a great business. And, and I think sometimes that, you know, sense checking, well, maybe a lot of that stuff you're doing is not necessary. It's not helping your business. And also it's not supporting what you want out of life. Sure. So I think, you know, identifying that stuff that doesn't move a needle, 
doubling down on the things that do, and, and also realizing from a personal perspective what is important. Your health's important, your family's important, being happy is important. And, and, and I suppose for all of us, really, if we can kind of get our lives in a little bit more balance, um, then that's a good place to be. And even we're at Ursa, and um, I'm not going to dish trade shows, but for years, the whole booth thing, are just like it's, uh, I don't know whether I can say anything, but it's like who's got the bigger whatever, you know what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, like it, it becomes, who's, where's the value going back into the industry yeah. for having a gazillion foot booth? Yeah. It, nobody. And I think when you go in there today, Okay, it's a lot smaller, but it, it makes a lot more sense. Look, be there. Let's meet people. But Show still, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of additional square footage on a like, padded flooring that's not 100% necessary. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's also, like, $4 what, for a bottle of water is not really fair to me either, but we'll leave that away. No, there's a lot of prob- <laughs> there's still a lot of unnecessary costs, but it's like, okay, some of that's probably better to invest in other things of course. Than, yeah. than a trade show. Yes, we want to be here. Yes, we want to meet people. Yeah. Um, and I know... I know a trade show is a business for certain people, but you know, let's let's put it into perspective and let you know probably invest the right amount of money. And I think at the moment that look it, it seems to be fairly sensible, mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, money can be re- redirected in the right areas. You know, like Freeman Services, the, the unions. Like, how much did they charge? What, who's benefiting from that? The industry's not benefiting. Right. It'd almost be better to put that money into something that you know, some sort of educational course to. Yeah, to move the a, industry forward. Do a forward. Halo Academy and a, and, a, and a day with escape. And like, you know, that's a good Whatever. use of value. Make you smarter. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not saying there's anything against supporting these <laughs> these unions. And this I wasn't my point on the, the podcast. But it, as an industry, it, it, you know, we're, it's, it's an industry organization. But a big percentage of, of what we're paying or previously paid goes to unions that are not part of the industry. So why not get somebody to do that where we can everybody can be better and and we're because we're all in this together at the end of the day yeah i'm with you so in closing give me uh give me a good business quote or a, a life quote that we can uh that we can tack on uh well i'd have to say escape your limits because i think mentally we we do set our own limits and i think as we've gone through this this pandemic i think we've probably a lot of us myself included have probably you know, that, that circle of what we believe has, has been possible has probably come in a lot smaller. You know, we suddenly see all these difficulties and these challenges. And I think sometimes coming out, meeting people, sometimes you kind of need that to say, well, actually, yeah, I, I, I can do what I didn't think I could do. Yep. Yes, it looks bad, but um, there's hope. And, and, and let's not lose that um, let's not lose that hope because so many of my friends, unfortunately, have thrown and thrown the towel in over the last two years, you know, mm-hmm. mentally, physically with yep. their businesses because they just think, why am I doing this? And we need these people that have been around for a long time to, you know, there's a lot of young people coming in, which is great, but a lot of the people that are a little bit older have sort of said, I've had enough, I don't need this anymore. But we, we really need that knowledge and experience as well as the young people. And, and I, I think... There's, there's so much potential out there. You know, let's not read too much into the news and that. It, it's a great time. It's a great time for business. Um, the world's in a very different place. It's, there's so much opportunity for innovation. And, and I, you know, I, I think there needs to be more of that good news, that more of that positivity. Yep. And, um, you know, let's go out there and 
fucking do something great again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, well, the book's called Time to Win Again. This podcast has been brought to you on the audio side by Halo Talks and on the video side, Escape Your Limits. So good to see you again. Sorry about my uh, decor here. Not as uh, fancy as our Santa Barbara, but we will uh, we'll do another we'll meet one up in Orange County. Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll make it a go. Excellent. All right. So to, uh, to us uh, educating the industry together, um, you know, I'm in. Keep up the good work. You Peter. too, brother. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks for coming on.